Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Guns Gigs podcast with myself, Gregory Harrison, Elliot Maris in front of me, and Graham Jones to my left. To my left. And our special guest today is Jade Kershaw and Gemma Honey. And it's nice to see you both. Welcome. welcome You've just show. both come from a party, haven't you? Yes, we've been after you too. Because you're looking absolutely fabulous, both of you. It's oh, all right for some. I thought, I thought you were going to say absolutely sloshed. Absolutely <laughs> correct. They probably are. <laughs> so, we, we could get things underway now. Yeah. Jade. It's, we're Hi. underway. We're literally Jade. Hello. Underway. Jade, you have been part of the Earth Fair for... Since I've been on the island, for sure. Yes. And before that, and you used to run the busking stage. I did. That you kindly passed on to me a few years on. And then the View Lulu. And you've grown up, and you're like a key member of the Earth Fair. Um, it's still very complimentary, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is. It's true, though. It's, it's, there's, I think a lot of people don't realise like uh, <laughs> the Earth Fair is like a really big committee, but there's yeah. a few people that are really... Collective. Collective, that's it. Who who everyone sort of gets involved, but there's a few people there that are really always there and they're always doing things and always creating things. And you've kind of been through that scene. So, uh, so what's the Earth Fair to you? Wow. Uh, <laughs> What's the That's a really bad question, by the way. <laughs> what question. is the Well, actually. But I had to cut it short before I mumbled too much yeah. then. <laughs> how did you get involved, Jay? Yeah. Um, that's more, that's a natural See, question. he knows how that's to interview people. That's a much question. <laughs> uh, I, I went there when I was younger, and I always decided that I would help out. So. Younger? So, come on, let's drill down on that then a little I'm bit. Sure how much younger? Because yesterday you were younger. <laughs> uh, so, how old were you when, when you... Uh, 13, I guess. 13. When I started going to watch music over here. Because it used to be a lot more prominent uh, having under-18 gigs. Yeah, that's true. I used to go to Chandler's all the time. Yeah, so, Chandler's. as a natural progression would be the festivals, including the Fair, which was always great fun. Um, but yeah, it was like when I was a teenager, it was always like second Christmas. So, <laughs> <laughs> I loved wow. it. So I was like determined that at one point I would get involved. Um, yeah, and then when I finished uni, I started going to meetings. Wow, well, well, well done yeah. for finishing uni. Thanks. <laughs> Just about barely. <laughs> so now you're qualified to get involved with the Earth Fair. Yes, that was, that was the plan was all along. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you started off just volunteering? Or did you get straight involved in well, the volu- stage? Or I used to volunteer from when I was like 18 to 21 and just do like a bit of door work or bar work and that. Um, but yeah, now I just started going to meetings and doing whatever I could. Um, yeah, but more so just sitting in the background for a year because I didn't want to speak up. <laughs> very, very scary, scary old people. Um, yeah. And... Then there was just the opportunity to do it. I think Dave did it one year and then no one else wanted to do it. So I was like, ah, there we go. That's good fun. Opening to do it, really. Yes. I like what you said about um, you started going to the Earth Fair when you were quite young, about 13. I mm. think that's really important for people to kind of know about that the Earth Fair is it opens its doors at 12 to everybody. Oh, yeah. And uh, what sort of age, well, no, what sort of time of the day did you start going? Did you start going right from the start or did you head, yeah. mainly head for the evening and when it was dark and you could drink underage I didn't drink underage I was a very sent- well I did but I didn't <laughs> I didn't uh, I, had a, I had a very strong ethos when I was under 18 and I was very aware that the venues as I was going to them 
they were becoming there was a lot of trouble with underage drinking there. Yeah. Um, so like when I was fifteen and my friends would be drinking like having an underage drink before and that I would adamantly refuse to because mm. I was very concerned about them getting shut down. Yeah. Um, I didn't want that and then they did anyway, so it's kind yeah. of pointless somewhere as well. Did they get shut down? Yeah, you might have thought about drinking. Yeah. a great time, but... Um, <laughs> but that's really no, cool no, that no, you no. kind of thought that and you saw that it was already becoming a problem that it might yeah. get shut down. And so you were kind of... Yeah. Mm, yeah. You could see it happening already. Yeah, it's just such a shame. It was all the damage that was happening as well. There was like... There used to be a lot of damage going on. Channelers, right. like the toilet like, was always getting well, destroyed. Yeah. And, um, like radiators ripped off the walls and that. It was... Okay. I don't know what happened. For those people that don't know, where was Chandler's? Uh, Chandler's is now houses, as everything is. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Been flattened. Ooh, yes. it's political all of a sudden. Houses is the name of the <laughs> No. It got flattened, didn't it? Uh, yeah, flattened down and built into more houses. And they all... Was it in town? Was it right. in St. Peter's Wall? No, down near the bridge, eh? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, down, down near the bridge. Bridge, <laughs> eh? Near the bridge, eh? It's next to that thing that used to be that thing, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, next to a field which is probably going to be houses again soon, so. So oh. it's the place that's houses next to soon to be houses where there's other houses. Um, okay, yeah. I feel we've gone off on the tangent. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really confused. <laughs> yeah, this isn't uh, a planning anyway. meeting, really. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so the Vale I mean, so it really caught your attention quite, quite young. Yes. And then after you finished uni, you started sort of going to meetings with the collective. Yes. And um, did you just walk in by yourself? I mean, that's, or did, um, did you know people that were kind of going? Well, I kind of knew Yannick. A bit, but not well. Yeah, I didn't know Yannick. Um, Who got you through the door? Me. You just, yeah. you just turned up. Well, I just asked when their meetings were, and then I oh, went. By legs. I think my hand was involved. There is something about the earth fair that's kind of. You you can just go to a meeting. That's the idea. You yeah. can just walk in and yeah. people are like, Oh, there's someone new in the room and you can just sit in on the on the meeting and yeah. and slowly become a part of that yeah, of that definitely. group. There's no judgment or anything if you get involved. Yeah, okay. I don't can you think just many people in? know that, do they? I no, don't think many I think people no. know you can just go and help out because I think they can think you very like, like typical Earth Fair meeting though. Oh, buy a beer. Uh, <laughs> sit down. Sometimes I do knitting. So yeah. <laughs> spend about half an hour talking about something yeah. that's not to do with the earth fair yeah. and then buy another beer yeah. that's like bad practices really yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. it's like being in a, some confused dysfunctional band it's brilliant um, yeah a lot of laptops every now and then turn it around saying done a poster like that. It's, oh yeah it's cool uh, oh here's a band should we get them yeah cool um, but yeah no it's just like a, well because it's like a weekly thing it is a bit more social um, it's not like it does become structure. a bit of a club, doesn't yeah, it? It's just it's really nice, nice to kind of I like having my meet up. Um, but it's because of that, it's good because then, like, you just kind of have a bit of conversation going, and then there's an idea, and then we're like, oh, actually, that's quite a good idea. Um, and then it just keeps flowing from there, type thing. And then that's how some bands that we get over will come about, um, just from like having a bit of a chat about it. Because um, the other yeah. sprung, I think there's this nice idea that each. That idea of walking through the door and you sort of introducing yourself has also been part of it as the people have come and they've opened up their stages and decided, well, I want to do a stage here. And someone said, oh, that's cool. You can just mm. put a stage there and, and you can run that stage. And yeah. it slowly develops and that stage becomes bigger and, and things happen there. And there's no, it's not one person dictating what's, what's to be done in a certain area. It's almost oh, no, like sure. if you've got a cool idea and you want to put something up then you can kind of just... 
do it well, and it's fine most <laughs> of the stages are like got their own little teams behind the scenes type thing yeah like with the breaks and beats that's like Jamie running it um, he just literally gets on with it throughout the year and then he turns up and set up week and then it's there and there's loads of awesome yeah and he's not any, a great time. hardly any of the meetings he's just got his thing going yeah. he's got his spot and he just yeah a few emails every now and then but yeah. like, it, but he doesn't need to be because he's just like he's got his own bit that he's doing and he's getting on with it he does his own fundraisers as well sometimes doesn't yeah. he so he's like just loving it it's yeah. good and I'm, yeah, it's kind of like the best situation actually I mean obviously it'd be lovely coming to meetings and that because we'd be like having a chat and that um, but the fact that we can concentrate on other bits as well not have to worry about the little uh, bits yeah. all around yeah that's worth bearing in mind for anyone that's listening and thinking that maybe they might lend some time to the Vettelofe Collective it's not just about music there's loads of things to do you mentioned mm. about making posters but there's mm. lots of fundraising ideas and um social media yeah. stuff and there's logistical stuff running a bar organising yeah. food you know there's there's a, everything security there's everything that goes into a one day festival oh, yeah. two day festival now. two day now yes uh, and I shall continuing mm. two day <laughs> so would you say that the Vela Fair Collective doors are always open oh, to sure. new volunteers and anyone that's got some spare time yeah if anyone wanted to come and have a chat then they're more than welcome to like like we might seem like I don't know I don't know how you appear to other people um, I don't know if we appear secretive or something or like underground or that, but yeah, mm. we like we'd we'll, we'll be more than welcome, uh, more than happy having anyone come and have a pint with us and like just get involved wherever they can, really. So, when would the next meeting be then? Um, well, Where can people find you? Yeah, normally we do Tuesdays at the plough, okay. Um, the back room like, of the plough, yeah, yeah, the back room from like half eight, so, so we should be doing one this week. <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> I don't know if they have their own back room on the plow every Tuesday booked out. It's good, it's like, it's a nice little pub. Yeah. And it's, it's the oldest pub in Guernsey. Ooh, it's good, yeah, you know. For the oldest festival in Guernsey. Yeah, there mm-hmm. we go, see. Yeah. But people can get involved as well. There's this lovely run up to the festival every year, and I think there's. Uh, it's missing some volunteers and people that don't know necessarily that they can come up, but it's that, mm. that build-up to the festival where you see it being made. You know, all the stages start getting made. Yeah. And there's my favourite part is coming in and seeing people that you don't know who are all painting boards of plywood yeah. and things. And just and someone's, some stage manager mm. like yourself or someone else is just going, can you paint me this <laughs> with three rollers <laughs> two tubs of paint that don't go together at all loads of tester pots loads of tester pots <laughs> of freebies because you can donate as well to the, oh, to the yeah. earth but they're always looking for stuff to yeah. sort of help out because a lot of money goes to charity um, there's fundraisers to keep the festival going and it's the oldest going festival in, in the island I mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's gone from being a tiny stage to this huge event yeah um, and it's just people sitting down and having a drink and painting some boards and putting some things up there and painting bins one year. I think we spent a while painting bins up and just making them look lovely. And it's quite nice. It's very nice. It's not just the the once a year thing though, is it? You you guys organise lots of fundraisers and little events during the year to sort of make that festival happen as well. Yeah, we try and do as much as we possibly can. Obviously this year now we're trying to do a hell of a lot more, Um, but yeah, any any opportunity that we have to do some kind of different event or get involved in something else, then we're normally like straight there. 
So like with the photography festival and the Guernsey, well, yeah, the Guernsey Photography Festival, getting involved with that was absolutely brilliant. Um, I mean, it was really good for a fundraiser for us, but also it was really lovely to kind of build up that connection with that other group. Yeah. Um, mm. And the people I didn't particularly know. So now we know them and now hopefully we can work with them again in the future. What what was the, like with the photography festival, because the Earth Fair had been branching out into the artistic group with Mm. the um, instruments and things. So so what what was that? What was the, what was the leap from that, from the music festival? Was that just simply an an idea um, that you wanted to do or get involved with that arts community? For the Archdument exhibition. Archdument, and then that led on to also the photography festival and things. Well, with the exhibition that we did, that was, um, so we had someone who came to meetings for um, for a few months, um, and one of the ideas that they had was this exhibition of uh, upcycling old unused instruments. She was like, oh, I thought it was a silly idea. And we were like, no, it's amazing. It would be really cool to try and like, incorporate that in um, with what we do. So, yeah, we managed to pull off an exhibition of it. That was pretty interesting. Um, mm. Had loads of help from Sean as well putting it together because none Sean of us. Sean Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sean Jones. She was such a help because we don't know how to hang pieces. She's <laughs> 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 like, what do we do with all this? I don't understand. Um, you come from this sort of indie rock and roll. <laughs> Reggae kind of music yeah. side to I going into rig a stage, but I didn't have to hang a piece of artwork on the wall. Do you yeah, think there's been a real impact from the Earth Fair as a as a, as a as a group to start to work with the artists and yeah. getting feedback from them and opening up that bridge between? Because yeah. a lot of the time we don't realise, but they, you've got musicians doing their thing and you've got artists doing their thing, and there's this. We've talked about this before how they should collaborate and work mm. together more. And that's really what it has been over the last year. It's seeing that kind of merger of of these artists and these... Well, I mean, we've always, like, tried to work with artists more. Um, Like, we've had different things go on. We used to have live graffiti up at the castle. So, like, we'd have our fair van and we'd get it painted up type thing. They'd do, like, these brilliant murals on the side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Ted had his car done once. He had an owl on that. Yeah, I bet we stopped all the time after that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we've also had, like, uh, we did a... A project with the College of FE, yeah. um, whereas one of their units for the art course was to design an Earth Fair poster, basically, mm-hmm. and then we chose one out of that for for that poster for the year. Um, but it also meant that anything that they wanted to contribute artwise to the Earth Fair, they could have that included. So some one of the students had an old car that they was well, always vehicles, but an old <laughs> car. She had is that Yannick's influence, or is that <laughs> there seems to be something um, with vehicles and Earth? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that was really cool to be able to like work in with those students as well. And I think, well, some of them seemed quite inspired by it. Like we had all these options and we, it's quite cool actually. We had like a meeting and we were all sit there doing our judging panel thing. Like, <laughs> everyone came down and everything. It was great. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was really cool doing that. So um, the, great, the great thing about you connecting with different people like Arts Commission and Guernsey College, I suppose not only do you obviously increase the awareness of the Verla Fair so punters can come, but it also it diverses, uh, diversifies the kind of creativity, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it's not just about a particular style of music or a particular thing. You try and be as inclusive as, yeah. as possible. Um, I mean, that's... So that's good. You, you, you drew a hint at this year's festival that it mm. wasn't too successful because of the weather yeah yeah so have you, have you been struggling 
uh, um, financially since then? Or? Yes, well, yeah. we we had um, almost half the amount of people we were expecting to come, and in comparison to what came last year. So, yeah, um, obviously, when we think about the budget in terms of like the year going ahead, we will think about our numbers and we will budget for the numbers. Then we'll like always kind of try and cut it under. Like, we made savings on last year, a huge amount of savings, because we were preparing for less an amount that what we, than what we wanted so we were ex- hoping for like 1500 in 1400 but okay. it, kind of hoping for 1800 really um but actually we got just under a thousand okay. so this had a massive effect because it's the door money that's coming in it's the the beers that are bought it's the food that's eaten the merch that isn't sold um and although it was an absolutely brilliant festival, despite the fact that it was like drizzling and windy and things were flying all over the place and Greg's stage was electrocuting people nearly. Like, um, despite all that, it was like such a nice festival. Everyone yeah. who was there was saying, I'm having such a good time. It's like you've got all these people here and they're so passionate. Everyone here is loving it. Um, so it was brilliant, but it's just not enough money. So we're kind of in a bit of a red at the moment. Yeah. Um, people should have just pushed through to get to the festival oh, because I wish. the people that were there that endured yeah. that weather. Um, it wasn't that bad either, really. No. Was Once it? you like, I don't know. Half an hour, it was that's a bit it. of drizzle. It really bit wasn't. Wind. I spent the day there, and I didn't, you know, I didn't have to go and change my jacket or anything like that because it was. I don't know. Time. I remember seeing Jade's stage in the morning and. My stage hadn't had his gear put up yet because we couldn't because of the weather. And I came down to the Vulalu stage, Jay's station, there's Bob and Lloyd, and the wind was mm. so strong that they had to doubt they had to take away a load of the gear mm. because they were like, Well, it's either they couldn't put the tower up either. No, we couldn't have the sun to, like, because it was just of like completely blown away. Yeah. <laughs> and like lifted up everything. And it was just this everyone's walking around going, I don't know what, what to do. The, like, whether we have to condemn it yeah. completely or... We had a couple of days beforehand, we like, or maybe on a Saturday morning, when it was like beautiful sunshine. And we're like, it's such a nice day. By the way, tomorrow it's going to be like horrendous <laughs> storms. Everything's going to blow. We might want to think about cancelling it because like, some of the um, companies we work with are like, don't know if we should have our gear up here in this weather. If yeah, it reaches a so certain point, then we're going to have to but... come and take it down. Um, so, but luckily it didn't reach that point. But we're getting a little bit worried and trying to figure out desperately contingency plans to save instruments and other it electrical was very, equipment. Very it's like, interesting. Oh. Um, so for you, you've been curating the View Alalu stage for four years, three years. My third year this year, I think. Third year this year. Yeah. What did you think of it this year in comparison to other years? I did like it, and do you know what? Actually, I spent a little bit of time away from it this year because I had my lovely helper of Nick, Nick Farnham, and he's doing. He's an awesome bloke and he's doing lots of stuff for the airfare under the radar. Um, yeah, so we're going to... Special shout-out for Nick Cron. Isn't that a really great jam band? <laughs> <laughs> he makes a jam <laughs> cheesecake as well. Oh, he does make a digit cheesecake. Very good, Very good He makes a lot of good cakes. Yeah, yeah. love your cake as well, Nick. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> so he helps, so you could, you so he could helps step away from the well, stage Yeah, because... Like, because we've got a, a band on the go now, um, so we were playing on Greg's stage because it's all a bit mixed up Is that with the first everyone. Time you played about affair? Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> it's like I don't know how she I was feel about this. Freaking out! I can't <laughs> leave my stage. Um, yeah, I was. It was a bit of a confusing one. I was like, proper. But that's the nice thing. It's that community where bands are playing and people that yeah. are running stages are just like, I've just got to pop off because I'm playing on this <laughs> yeah. other stage. But you guys continue with it. Yeah. I'll be back in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So it okay. Was, so it was a really good. Um, why was it a good one for you this year? Well, all the bands we played were brilliant. Obviously, yeah, every year they're brilliant. But yeah, this year, like they endured it, and they were just <laughs> still. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Trying Ellie's to talk. Yes, please, Ellie. I'll have one of them. Oh, can you put some coke in that one, please? Thank you. Uh, there, um, there were a couple of great bands. I mean, um, that French band. Oh, Transat. Transat. They were brilliant, wow. weren't Incredible they? Incredible guys. And they came. They played at the Delary the night before as well. Yeah. There's some people who were watching. They just like started their first chord. And they'd like full on spaceship on a theme with like all their like metal they noise. They had the rock like, stance, legs akimbo, guitars down by their knees. Yeah, they're brilliant, and they're such all nice blokes as well. Wearing matching white polo neck shirts, but the music was fantastically played. Well. Yeah, they're really brilliant. They, what they do, they do it spot on, eh? So, so how, how did you find them then? Um, me and Stays went to see Cadaver um, in March for his birthday, and he was okay. supporting Cadaver. So, oh, and then as soon as they started playing, I was like, "Oh my god, I love them!" And we were just like, "They have to play the other." So, so, did you talk to them after the gig, yeah. or did you just email them or something? Uh, well, they were yeah, they were up um, with a merchy bit, so went and had a chat with them. It was like, "I have a festival. I want you to play at. It will be brilliant." And they're like, "Oh yeah, so well, you have to let us know." So, I sent them a message. They're based they're well up in, front, so. in whereabouts in France? Uh, they're in Brest. In Brest, which yeah. is which is Thank relatively you. close. Are you sniggering before, <laughs> because of the word breast? Excellent. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they were great. And yeah. Byzantium neckbeard uh, were just They monumental. were the perfect end this year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah really that good. worked so good. Very, very good band. And what a lovely compare I have as well. <laughs> lovely compare. Oh, Helps out so much. Um, that's great. So, I mean, but, but how, how do you go about putting together a, a like a whole uh, um, afternoon of music? I mean, it's that's a hell of a challenge. I don't know. I just like think of people I want to play. Really? Wow. <laughs> you want to play? Really good. You can play. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then yeah, and, if and then you just it. email people. And yeah, just, just send a message. Well, it's Guernsey, you know, you know everyone. Yeah, but you're but you're contacting but you, you know everyone. <laughs> but, but you're contacting people in the UK. You you've got some UK bands. Yeah. You've got some French bands. You've got Jersey bands. Oh yeah, we just give them a shout. Okay. That's really uh, like Imperial Leisure. We've got because um, yeah. Andy had mentioned that Andy of the co-op and uh, all his crooks, not the co-op, but the Andy's <laughs> crooks now. And the <laughs> Cordomi. Funky pigeon. Yeah, funky Andy of funky pigeon. He mentioned about them because he'd been to see them, and I think he was talking to uh, Dennis, who was a lead singer. And he was, yeah, I don't know, he was like, oh, that'd be awesome. So I sent them a message, uh, explained the situation, and they were like, yeah, it'd be amazing. We'll come over and we'll do it for like no fee. It's like, we'll just treat it as a band holiday. It's That's brilliant. Great. Nice. Um, so it's so lovely. Right and they, I think oh, they don't there's, a good, there's a good lane between Jersey and Guernsey, musician wise. Like, um, we've gone and played, and all have gone and played over in Jersey just for for free because we were friends with the people that were over there and we treated it as a holiday. Yeah. And then like similarly other way around they'll come and play for free over here because they get on with us and yeah. so you know But there's something kind of about it that you can <clears throat> say to a band from the UK, the same thing when we had some of the New Zealand guys over or we've had bands from the UK and I think there's an interest for them because it's so difficult to get bands over. Mm. So it takes up a weekend by the time you've flown in, it's very expensive. So you cover the cost, but you explain that we're on this island, yeah. which most of them don't know where it is. Some of them have never heard of the Channel Islands. And there is that part of just, it's, you're not just putting on a show. You've got to be a host mm. and be a nice host and sort of, yeah. and that's, that's the way we can afford to be able to 
have these amazing acts that come over. Like and I'm used in providing your sofa and place to sleep. Providing your so, oh, someone to be, sleep and putting yeah. them up and showing them the island and being really nice yeah. hosts. And we get this so much, there's so many lovely people who are willing to do that because it's a special. And that's the way we can manage it. Because I think financially, if it was the other way around, we couldn't mm. afford to do that, could we? Yeah. I mean, if you look at how much it would cost because of the fee on top if, if we were if they just had to drive here then it would be fine but yeah, yeah. once you've got yeah. planes and things involved and you genuinely get some amazing acts that have just come over and who've just been so so nice and just enjoy the place as it Do you is know what i think part of it is as well it's like from what i've heard feedback i've had from acts who've come over and played at the airfare they are like blown away with how we treat them like because we are like so willing to like shit like you say take them on a tour of the island which we've done before with other people and like yeah. take them from this place to this place to make sure they've got their drinks and their food and like can we look after them like we would do I any would, artist I would humbly suggest a reason for that though because on this island we're so desperate to meet <laughs> anyone that's not, <laughs> not from this freaking island <laughs> please come over and please come but that's a lovely part of that. I think it's so I I love the fact that someone will be... Earth Fair is very different. You go to some festivals and it's so organised. I'm not saying that Earth Fair isn't organised. But it's so organised that everyone's got a team and there's things happening and it's all... Everything's cracky. You've got one guy running around. Whereas the Earth Fair, I've been backstage sometimes and someone's like... Oh, could you could you sort us out a trip? Oh, we have to get to the van. It's like, oh, Greg will just take you. Or so-and-so will just take you. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly you're like, you've got five people in the back of a van plus their gig. <laughs> and you're just taking them down to the boat. And like, is this legal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're just taking you to the boat. It's all right, hey? And there's this kind of really nice feeling that's like really re- yeah. relaxed. And it's just, oh, they'll help you out. Or someone else will be there to just chip in and, and yeah. kind of... And I think we should we should pride ourselves on that a little bit more. I love we, it. I think it's just this beautiful atmosphere that happens. And it's the same with the other festivals as well. Like I think we're so lucky over here with like how everyone treats each other. It's oh, shut up. No. Have we gone off that lovely dummy? I've got a little tear. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's small community syndrome. It's because we are very, very close to each other. So it's that thing of when you get to a box junction everyone politely waves the other after driver you, after you, no, after <laughs> you, no, after you, no, after you. Uh, yep. You know the box junction filtering turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, filtering so, turn, yeah. But small communities have to be nice to each other because mm. the, the same person that you're cutting up on the road is probably the same person that's going to be serving you soup. Mm. <laughs> it's your neighbour plus your cousin. So, so you have, you have to kind <laughs> and of also your mum. <laughs> but you're just, you're just more aware of people, I think. And yeah. um, I think you're right, Jade. I think we do do that well here. I think there is that Lovely. friendliness about it. Where did the name The View Alleloo stage comes from. <laughs> it's a great name for a stage. It was my sister came up with it. Did she? Yeah. I, I was desperately trying to figure out a name because I've done the one year of it being Stage Against the Machine. I love that name! Yes, <laughs> a lot of people great. did, yeah. but it wasn't my name. No, so okay. I needed a new name. And yeah. I couldn't think of one and my sister came up with it because it's uh, the view of the loo. It's a view of the loo. Yeah, because the stage is facing the toilets. So, yeah. Yeah. But it sounds so lovely and romantic, and it's but it's actually well. it's just like looking at the pisses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has got the best view as well. It does. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. you got all the Stunning. ideas. If you face one way, you're facing the yeah. toilets. But if you face the other way, there's an amazing view of the sea, Ten which I don't think many people like have at their stages. 
Like you can. The yeah, very little festival yeah, that has that. Like you've got. You're literally standing <laughs> so in, a, in a castle overlooking the sea. I've right? taken a photo of that and been like, "This is by far the best gig view." <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you chose to focus on the fact that they're portal dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> could you could you ever say what was your your favourite act or your favourite moment oh. at that that festival? I don't know. It's very different. Whether it was watching it or, or running it a, a great band one of my like my highlight moments that's in my head uh, from when I it was from when before I was helping out when I was like 15 or 16 and it was a point where they had the skate ramps oh yeah it was really cool and then so it was the end of the night I think it was the Herbalizer were playing and I was there with a few friends and we're just there lying on the skate ramps with a lightning burger like oh my god this is awesome watching the Herbalizer like yes it's just like (laughs) a really cool moment and it's always kind of stuck in my head as one of like my effort highlights I think it's just such a nice chilled end to the night being like 15 year old there just like hanging out with your mates watching awesome music it's pretty cool so (laughs) we we um we have our other guest here, Gemma Honey, and we, we talked about this briefly earlier that you played with new new band, the Cordamilars. Is that right? Which means... They're not that new now. They're pretty long in the teeth. They're old now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's new on the scene. It's burst kind of started, burst year? onto the... Last year, we've actually, well, no, we've been a band for just over two years now. We have well. Our first gig was in February this year. This year, yeah. yeah. So really, okay, on the scene okay. this year, and it's kind of grown, and it grew from three piece. Well, it was a five piece, and then we went down to a three piece. Because you had two people killed. Yes. yes. Uh, yes. And then we went back. That's the to way the they piece. deal with people that play bum notes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we had. Um, Andy from Honest Crooks uh, join us along with Tom from Buffalo Huddleston. Um, yeah, they joined us. When did they join us? In September. Tom did his first gig with us like. Um, September. Yeah. The last place, yeah. I think. I don't know what the dates are to things. They be haven't. Done. They're, they're it all blurred into one. Right. We're at that time of year yeah, now where it's just. <laughs> it's all blurred The summer's kind of blurred away. I've got to say. We remember Tom. only half of it. And Andy, that's a hell of a rhythm section you've got. I know, right? Really, really, they're they're really we do great feel quite players. lucky with them, though. Yeah. They're, like, they're we, both insanely good, aren't they? And they're yeah. just like smashing out. And they love it, so it's good. And they do what we, we tell them. So. <laughs> <laughs> we can dress them up, it's brilliant. I know. Yeah, no, they are great. So <laughs> three-piece, yeah. essentially it's... It, yeah, it, Gemma Honey on vocals, guitar, yep. mandolin. Yep. Jade on the accordion mm-hmm. and vocals. Sarah Van Vlyman from Buffalo Alderson yep. on violin, and then Andy on drums, mm. and Tom on double bass, upright bass. Nice. No, yeah. it's a good mix, and they they've just kind of slotted in really well with mm. us, which is nice because we did say from, well, I've always said that I wanted to make it a five piece, and then we weren't sure, and then we did, but I did say if we do, we have to bring in two people that gel with us mm. well like I don't mm. want to waste time having to band bond you know like we need band people bond. that can just instantly sure. slot themselves in and it feels like we've been together for ages and, and that's you, kind of do you think got. that's important in the sense that <clears throat> when you're looking for a band member was it that you get on well or they musically yeah. can fit in well yeah I think uh, well for me personally when I look for people to join something that I'm doing I want people who 
a kind of professional, you know, I don't want people that are going to turn up late or aren't going to turn up at all. You can't rely on them to do stuff. Why are you looking at me? But, <laughs> but also, I want people that I know that I can have a laugh with. Because, um, you know, if you don't have anything outside of the band and you can't talk about anything other than the band, it's just never going to work, in my that's opinion. True. You know, you need people mm. that you get along well with. Do you think that's the overall, you could you could manage with someone who not necessarily has got not, everything musically but they can work on it yeah. but you'd rather get on with rather are, than yeah are going to work on stuff you know that as long as you can kind of tell that they're willing to give everything they've got and rehearse these things and spend time alone actually rehearsing on these things you kind of think well they well, are practice by it. yourself practice on your own yeah so, that's really difficult <laughs> for anything describe the scene yeah you're 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 the three of you the the, the core of the core damage <laughs> were at your oh, oh, were at your band meeting and you had pictures of all the local musicians <laughs> that, and you knew you threw a dart. and how did you choose was that you throw yeah did you throw a dart at certain pictures or, no, so or did you have a vote off did you I mean how did you come it, to did that you interview them about? individually yeah <laughs> in the theatre you're no good get off the stage <laughs> tell us what you think of knitting <laughs> do you like tea now we got to the swimsuit section <laughs> I think well Sarah really wanted she, Sarah loved working with Tom absolutely loved working with Tom and she said from the get go I think Tom would be a, a great fit mm. um I hadn't really. I'd spoken to Tom like at gigs and things before, but did never actually. Did you think actually, that Tom was fit as well? I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I think Tom was fit. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I never really worked with him, so I didn't really know whether or not he would gel. But Sarah was really really confident. Mm. So we're like, okay, we'll bring Tom in. We did. We had a session, just the three of us and Tom, mm. didn't we? And oh, we awesome. started playing Endless Days and within probably like the first four bars, I looked at Sarah and I just had a grin from ear to ear. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. And I had goosebumps. I looked at Jade and we were just like, oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> and then um, as soon as like he left, well, throughout the whole gig, he was going, oh, I, you know, I hope I'm doing all right. And I was like, just shut up and play. Like, this is really, really good. And then he left. And Sarah was like, so... And I was like, oh my God, he's in. I love him. I love him already. Um, and I think with Andy, what it was, was... He just really wanted to be. He just loved us. Yeah, like he, every gig we did, he was there for. Oh, and he came up to us at the end, like, oh my God, I love that song. You know, the song you do about the grandma. And, and I was like, great. He loves the one song that I hate playing. <laughs> That's great. But, Everyone um, loves that song. It's he, become a cult for It's a right? good song. It's a um, good song. But yeah, he just loved our music. And I think that was a big thing for me and Jade especially, was we wanted somebody who loved what we did. Because... Oh yeah, yeah. we pretty shit always. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I don't really like what you do, but you guys seem to be making a shit band. ton of money. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in. So Tom, Tom got in because of his track record with Buff, and Sarah really wanted him. Yeah, and, and so now in. you think Tom's Buff, and, <laughs> and, and Andy got in because he was stalking you. Yeah, pretty much. He was like a super fan. Nah, he was Tom's, great. Like, Tom's he loved a fantastic it. bass player. He's Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I remember. Um, seeing Buffalo Huddleston when they had their first uh, outing at the Tab with Tom on bass and and drums and everything and just sitting at the back of the room and you know when you've seen a gig which you some gigs you go to you look at them and think it's great and then you could pop out for a cigarette or pop out for a beer or whatever 
But that was one of those ones where you just sit and from the beginning to the end, it was like, this is amazing, yeah, brilliant. And when I heard it with um, you guys, with the same thing with that bass in the background, he just seems to click. He mm, finds yeah. that right bit, just the perfect, and he's not overpowering. He's got the, just yeah. a, I did a really slick. I did rehearsal once. Remember when we, were, we did sort of our first full band rehearsal uh, as a five piece? And we were sort of really working on Andy's parts because it was his first rehearsal with us. And Tom was sat there, and I didn't really say a lot to Tom. I kind of, like, I turned around to him, he goes, oh, is what I'm doing all right? And I said, to be honest, Tom, like, I, I've almost just forgotten that you're there, but I didn't mean it in a way that, you know, I've forgotten, I'm oh, sorry, Tom, I forgot that you were in the band. It was almost, I said to him, everything you're doing just sounds right, so I don't need to mm, say anything. Yeah, it sure. was great, it just, it just worked. It Someone with that him. good ear that can just hit yeah, the right. Like, we've never once said to him, "Oh, could you just do this?" Because we don't. Need you should to. start like, doing that because you might get a bit big-headed after this. <laughs> yeah. Just so keep him just, down. just keep him down a little bit. Just make sure that you've got like full reign over the situation. Always have the upper hand. Otherwise, in, in, in a few months' time, he'll be centre stage with his double bass. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants a bassist centre stage. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he. Yeah, they're both really really great and they're really good to work with as well no, they're a good laugh which is kind of a big thing for us I think yeah and do you so you guys write a lot of the stuff Gemma I know you've written a lot of things but you've written with Jade as well do you yeah we're kind of write together or do you yeah we do individually kind of write or how does the process go I think every go? song's got a different kind of it's been worked on very differently so a lot of them I'll write on my own or Jade will write on her own or I'll write a bit Jade will write a bit we'll come together and then we'll build mm. on that um, sometimes the music comes first. I think it's been different for every song that we've got. Ages wise, pretty much. What's, what's the process? I've been I've been going through this with a few other people. Is like, um, do you come up with the core idea and then leave that for a bit and then rework on it and then take it apart and rework on it? I know there's someone I was working with the other day who said that they it takes them about five times to go through. So they'll do a first process of the original idea, then they'll leave it, they'll come back to it, and they'll do another process where they'll readjust it all, then they'll do another one where they'll leave it for about a week that time, re-come back to it, and then strip it back. And they're gradually kind of taking out the bits and working to refine it. To re What's your process when you're I writing that song? Like the polar opposite of that. We come up with our ideas so quickly like once we found oh, that God. one little like hook, <laughs> once we found that one God. little kind of hook that we love um or whether it's like a specific line that we've come up with we're like right we're gonna work on that um a lot of the time jade will come up with a little kind of melody and i'll write the lyrics around that i think that's generally how we work i'd say a but chunk. sometimes a bit of a chorus line or something yeah. or like just a couple of lines but we'll kind of sit together of an evening we're like right we've got a new song like, i think when we but first is that the theme then so you, the 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 line that you've got is that yeah it's normally theme of the song it's that idea it's of that initial that's idea the storyline and then the you theme of the song fill yeah. that in yeah um, at what point do you get the other band members involved um, like when when does Sarah yeah. come in and lay down some sick violin? Yeah, she's yeah. she, like, anybody. She, like, when does she, she come in and be sick like, all over I've made everything epic. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when we do it, it's good. And then Sarah comes in and we're like, oh God, we sound fantastic. <laughs> but, we um, sound fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that should be your plugging line. <laughs> the Cord Amelaz, we sound fantastic. <laughs> That's a t shirt, isn't it? That's a t shirt, <laughs> waiting to happen. Um, I don't know, like we normally 
we've normally pretty much got like a whole song together we, by the time we get all the yeah. guys together if we if we're kind of working on something and we can't come up with the whole thing we'll say like this is what we've got um you know well, i think it's a bit of a funny question at this point because like we haven't written so much recently because Not we've been getting the, the drums yeah. in the basin bowl so we haven't really done much new stuff whilst we've been a cool mm. band mm. So, so you've been working on putting all of that together yeah and that's kind of like us for a few months really but we like we started something last week so that's the same old thing and kind of yeah. like got a chorus down I think down it was because we got we were so sick of like playing the same songs that we played for like the last year or two me and Jade were like we need we need to write more stuff we kind of it changed the songs having the bass and drums um, are, are you are you leaning against them a bit that you can kind of extend the songs or, or no, we still, more different I'd say we still write songs. in exactly the same way because okay. we've always written um, I think for me when I write for the band I can hear the bass and drums, but I can also we can do it stripped back as a three piece if we yeah. need mm. to. Do. Um, and I think having that versatility is quite an important thing for us. Yeah, um, I was really not like struck on the idea at first. I was like, no, we're going to be a five piece. We're just going to be a five no. piece. And then we did the um, like the listening room event at St James, and that's when I kind of realised actually we can strip it back, and we did it as a four piece with that's just cool, tom right? and bass, mm. and. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, I was like, actually, all of these songs work stripped back as well. And I think that's because how we started for the first year, we played completely and utterly unplugged. Um, well, for a year and a half, we practiced completely yeah. unplugged. We never had a practice space where we could plug in and rehearse. <laughs> so we've kind of written that way as well. And I think it's worked in our favour, actually. I, I remember seeing you guys for the first time at the Guernsey Gigs on Plug Club. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as as a three piece and th- and just in my head I could hear the drums and the bass yeah. and I was like you guys need yeah. drums and bass mm. just just so that just for the dance factor yeah just because I was yeah. like I want to dance to these songs but mm-hmm. you need that drum drum and bass to, that that rhythm section I think just there's to... certain gigs where having a full band is brilliant yeah, and you, without yeah, it absolutely. it wouldn't be the same but with things like the St James night that we did and the Unplugged Club as soon as you take that away. Um, it's quite nice for people to actually be able to hear our songwriting as well. And yeah. I think that's you can big, hide it very quickly yeah, behind. Yeah, that's a big part of this band for me. I'm actually able to write the stuff that I want to write. Um, and when you strip it down, you can hear everything. I can hear everything. And it's nice to be able to to do that. And people come up to it at the end and they say, oh, I really like, you know, who writes the lyrics? And mm. that was really cool for me. Because I'm like, oh, people can actually hear what I've written. Um, so it's quite nice because you got the flexibility of having quite a nice intimate gig. Yeah. But then as soon as you add in the drums and the bass, you yeah, can become like dance, a yeah. headlining yeah. band. So, I was saying a from the normal venue, um, St James Day when they played it, I was like, oh, this is that's that's a perfect selling point. If you were yeah. to look at it really, <laughs> like um, as a band, if you can if you can have a full band outfit, so you're playing those shows that you got it. But if you can play that as a stripped back outfit with everything really intimate you've just increased everything that you can do yeah. like venue wise the days of the week you can play as well i mean it's it's a very we don't think about that you know if you're a full band friday saturday thursday night you can play venues as a full band but you can't play a tuesday or a monday night when you're a full band like yeah. rocking on but if you can strip that back and do it as like a three-piece or a four-piece and do all those lovely intimate gigs on a tube, yeah. you know, you've got you've got a band that's that's worth yeah. something, that's really like got weight to it and that can be playing and touring and doing stuff and like and I think it's it's also really that's 
what defines a really strong song is that you can take that song and you can do it with a full band, but you can do it on your own. And you can do it with a three-piece and you can do it with a four-piece. And if you can do it all different ways, then that strong song is good. Whereas if you take a band and it's only the band song, you can't strip it back, then it's, I've, I find there's a kind of weakening to that. But from that stuff, and as you said, through the idea of creating it from being a small set or a small outfit to gradually growing on it has really yeah, I think made those songs because I know when we were a five piece originally um, we were kind of our ideas were getting lost and we weren't kind of in a position to have a band of that size yet because me and Jade did the bulk of the writing it was very difficult for us to be like right we've got another idea we've got another idea we were just coming up with ideas left right and centre I think like, we were just arguing too much over the same points over and over so like yeah. was there lots of arguments? And we still not arguing but you know just but like, do you, you think know, you argue is there is there a point that you think that there's we don't. No, no, kind of. No, never. <laughs> nah. We are. I, I, I don't want to delve too deep if it's not real, but I think that people like there there are arguments in bands, and there should be. There's a constructive yeah. argument and a bad argument. Yeah, um, there definitely are arguments. Obviously, um, I don't know. I think we just tell each other straight. To be fair, like, yeah, we're pretty upfront with each other. There's no beating. And up can you bridge. deal with that? Is that yeah. like has is that been set in stone? Yeah, like, absolutely. From the very like, so I can't deal with people treading on eggshells around you like I hate that it (laughs) makes me so uncomfortable Mm. Um, and I think that's where we've fallen out with band members in the past um, because we've had situations like that but me and Jade like I love working with Jade purely Mm. because I can be like that idea is complete crap like, <laughs> I'm not using that and she'll be like oh okay or we'll just like or <laughs> she'll turn around and she'll just okay eh not and, now, year, and, and now and now and now it's now it's Jade's turn to uh, <laughs> yeah. reply now you fight do you think we'll get a fight by the end not easily yeah um, but it's yeah it's good I, I love you know fighting with Jade I think it's like I said at the um, at the St James night Jade's the first person actually that I've ever been able to write with. I used to really, really struggle being able to write with other people because I found it was such a personal thing for me. And I was like, I don't really want to do that, you know, with other people. It's kind of something that I'm doing for me. But I think learning how to write for a band, especially this band, um, we've kind of, you know, we've made up characters and we can be a bit more imaginative about it, but we can also use personal experiences. <laughs> it's the same question that's popping to my head the last five or ten minutes because you're talking about the strength of the song and and you're talking about the, the songwriting so for those that haven't seen the core Dammy Lawyers playing live what are the songs can you describe some of the songs and some of the characters or some of the themes that you're describing in the song so, so you mentioned the grandmother the the very 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 first um song well we when we got together originally like probably this time two years ago I think it was mm-hmm. um we didn't we didn't cover anything. We instantly started writing, which is when I knew I had a good thing on the go. Um, and we came up with a song called Whiskey Smile, um, which I think is still one of my favorites it's to play. It's really fun. Um, that it's always our, our It's a good set track. Ender. Tell good us about track. Whiskey Smile. So Whiskey Smile was a song that I, I kind of wrote and the other guys like added bits in afterwards. Um, I had this idea of I wanted it to be a female character. Hey. <laughs> shit! 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 <laughs> Sorry, <Graham>. whiskey smile. <laughs> Graham can endure the rest. Um, yeah, it was a female character. It was actually 
written about a 1920s female serial killer. Um, Ooh, and the idea was she would go into a bar and she would lure men in and... With a whiskey smile. Yeah, and then take them home Ooh. and um, on the way home, basically... And bake them a cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, would, um, she would murder them with the heel of her shoe. On um, the way home. On the way home. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of in the street. Yeah, that was the base of the idea. Um, <laughs> we just wanted her to be really evil, basically. That was pretty much it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, that's like the that. first time I like was able to write a song though about something that wasn't real. Yeah. And normally I'm like, oh, you know, songwriting has to be about everything you know that you're feeling, and it actually doesn't. Like, you can have fun with it, and I I kind of learned that I think the the way that I write is to tell a story and it doesn't have to be real, it can be, you know, based That's a proper song. Yeah. Just like telling a story. Telling a story. End, does it end happily? No, it doesn't. No? The guy that she lures in is, is brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah. And he's not a copper? No. Awesome. That's good. That's a cautionary tale for any males out there. <laughs> <laughs> Do not go home uh, okay. with us. <laughs> so that sounds excellent. So tell us about another song. Um, oh my God is about like, right, oh so that's yeah, oh you my God. when you were doing your tour one. stuff. Yeah, Sorry, so well, what's the song called? Oh My God. Oh My God. So, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my What's god. an Orma? Like, some people won't know what an Orma is on this podcast. This is an international <laughs> podcast that goes out all over the world. <laughs> worldwide. Worldwide. So, oh, some yeah, people don't know what an Orma is. In Japan. Um, to any of our <laughs> Japanese following, <laughs> some of they our work American. Very hard. Can I just say, the Japanese work extremely hard. You know, like, we averagely work about 40 hours a week, they work ridiculous hours. You can tell because they don't even have time to cook fish. <laughs> God, it, how many problems <laughs> <how many laughs> of chicks are we going to put on this? <laughs> Go on, so, oh my God. Oh my God. So, I, well, actually, me and you again wrote this one, didn't we? Oh, we were trying to write so, like, yeah, a we, happy song. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. I. Um, <laughs> Why is it hard? I came up. This is just not easy, is it? Like to write a happy song. Yeah. We really struggle with happy, that. Happy, happy talk. Talk about. Actually, Sarah always has an issue with that, doesn't she? Yeah, she, she wants us to do nice She songs. wants the rainbows and unicorns. And yeah, but how did how did Buffalo Hudson manage to write so many happy songs, or are they discreetly I think dark? We're just really happy people. I don't. I don't. Maybe we're not happy. Shiny happy people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're we just want dark. So all my all my gods a happy song now. Yeah. 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 Well, no, it is. Oh My God it's is like about a giant octopus. Um, so, obviously, uh, during the summer, I've been working a lot on... Octopuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I had to... Um, and it was as a guide as well. So I had to talk about Victor Hugo and how he was um, really heavily influenced by... Uh, a lot of the caves around the islands. Um especially one of the caves in Sark um, and I got to talk about that a lot and I said to Jade, I was like, how cool would it be to write a song about the octopus that lives in the cave? And it was a joke at first and then we were just like, actually it would probably make quite a good song. Um, so yeah, we wrote a song about a giant octopus which we had hell. so much fun doing but it was so stressful because we were originally doing it for um, a promotional video and we were going to perform it on the boat inside the cave and it was going to be amazing and we never got around to doing it over the summer 
Um, but this song actually turned out like we thought it was going to be a complete joke at first. We were like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, Jade, we can't, we can't sing this song. It's stupid. I feel stupid singing this song. It's about a bloody octopus. And then, um, and Jade was like, no, no, I think it's, I think it's really cool. And when we played it on our own, it was one of those that we were like, it's a bit crap, isn't it? It's, a bit, <laughs> it's just a bit crap. Oh no, we did it with something like a different, completely different tune at first, yeah. which is would have worked with something that oh, yeah, doesn't work right. with that, and it was like something. It awful. was really naff, and, and then, then we did this with this like really sort of da 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 tune, and we were like, actually, this could be quite badass. It's a death metal song, actually. Yeah, it's the only one that we can like we can headbang to, can't we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was about an octopus um, and a smuggler, because obviously a lot of the smugglers used the caves and sark. So we, well, I wrote it about a smuggler who has to battle a giant octopus um, that lives in the Victor Hugo cave, and wow, yeah, so he, he wins, he gets the gold, and he heads back to Guernsey, and yeah, it was all very dramatic. Like it should definitely be, like some sort of West End production. Ridiculous. Just putting it out there to any people that are listening. <laughs> oh my god. It should definitely be some kind of West End production. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was fun. That was a completely different style of songwriting. I think we kind of unlocked something there that we'd never done before, which was cool. Um, yeah. Do you have any personal songs that are about yourself? Yes, we do. But we don't talk about this. Oh, yeah. can you talk about those? Yeah, can you talk about those? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like talking about them. Like, I think a lot of it for me is if I write a song that is personal, then people can take from that what they nice. want. Nice. It's whiskey yeah, smart, I, isn't it? I don't I like know. That. <laughs> yeah. You I are whiskey smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> do you, where, where's the, like, there's, for people that don't know the Codabalize, there's, there's this kind of, it's got this gypsy jazz s Balkan kind of klezmer sound to it. Like, where, where did that These where are all weird words. Can you, like, explain what those mean to <laughs> it's, it's, the average person? It's like Eastern <laughs> European <laughs> influence, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, where, where did that come from? Where I was that? I think that came just because we, we love music. At yeah, like, me and Jade were just constantly listening to the, this type of music. And that's why we met, eh? That's, yeah. like... I got my accordion. I was doing French stuff, and then I got bored of French stuff, and then I discovered like Russian and Ukrainian folk. And I was mm. like, "Oh my yeah. god, this is amazing! I love it so much!" And um, then like we met in the pub. I already, you you like, haven't been playing that long, Jade, have you? You've, I don't know. You've like, recently picked up the accordion. It's kind of been on and off of it. I think I got mm. one like four or five years ago. Did it like hammered it for two months, and then got bored of it for ten months. And then like uh, Dave was like, "Do you want to play with me in Sark?" I was like, "Yeah, that'd be cool." Um, met up with him four or five days beforehand freaked out a lot <laughs> didn't touch it for another 11 months and then did the same the year after didn't touch it for another year and then um, yeah I met up with Gemma well we bumped into each well, other and I found out, out yeah. found out about each other I know no. No. it was really funny though like, I was I, I was out <laughs> on a work stew wasn't I and we bumped into each other and I just completely and utterly like, got talking with Jane and ditched the work stew and I was alright let's, let's go let's go and have a drink and we just couldn't like we just were chatting all night and then um yeah and then we decided to meet up and we were I was like I've always wanted to start this this band she was like oh my god and me and it was just instant like yeah yeah it was it was I really cool and then Sarah was obviously really into um that type of music as well and she wanted to learn more mm. and I think that was a really nice thing was we'd never played it before we just really liked it because presumably us. very very different kind of scales and, and chords that all the weird notes playing with. all the weird notes yeah, all the black it, notes it was quite <laughs> a natural thing for us though wasn't it like we found that actually this is the type of music that we 
we really enjoy and we can write that type so of music. So it's mainly as well. Eastern music, so mm. mainly based in St. Martins, is that right? <laughs> 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 but yeah, we just like really scary sounding music, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, ooh. what's at the moment, we, we talk about a lot of like local scene. Is there is there any band at the moment on the scene that you are particularly interested in? I mean, we had the Sound Weekend a couple of weeks or ago. Or you despise. I mean, it could be <laughs> either despise. Yeah. Um, As we were saying earlier, we live in a very small ago. place. You can't make any <laughs> And it was this amazing, um, amazing festival in St. James. And uh, we had all the local bands, which was fantastic. And everyone was playing. And you guys were playing Peace Tent area, yeah. which is awesome. Um, was there anyone that you picked up on recently or is there anything not even just bands that you picked up is there anything in the scene that you're really in, excited about at the moment over here um i think everything is just starting to grow yeah i think also getting, getting all really the cool. younger people on the scene mm. has been mm. really awesome because i remember being that age and i remember going to the rock of ages um probably when i was maybe 14 um and that was massive for me like <laughs> i was a baby um and that was huge for me, and that kind of kick-started me going to gigs, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I actually feel like I belong somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. I found sort of a good crowd of friends who are still friends with me now. Like, we, you know, people like Henry and Joe um, from Lord Vapor, we hang out all the time, you know, and that's where kind of I started hanging out with them and realising, oh, we've got, like, a lot in common. We like all the same music. Um, so I think, like, having things like sound is awesome yeah. and actually seeing young people interacting with the older people as well yeah. which is really yeah. cool and I think that's such a massive thing because when I was their age I played with people I was in bands with like 50 year old men you know and I was like 16 but I learned so much from them because they had so much experience so I think that's important is to mix these ages together as well as having on the stuff, same stage as yeah, well as well as having things for specifically for under 18s I think it's also good to have things where you know, we can all jam together as well, and I think that's really important. Um, Especially for the talent, it's interesting to see. And having them being able to watch older people play, and bands who've been doing it for years, um, is is a really, really And there's some bands that are under 16 that are outweighing some of the bands that are... Oh my God, yes. Yes. Absolutely. I watch them and go, Jesus, I wish I had that much... Like, I don't want to quite again. I think we did that on the last yeah, one. Yeah, we Arlstone. They ripped out some tool. James. I just went outside after that, and I was getting really annoyed because they messed up um, uh, superstition on the rolls, and everything else was perfect. And they did that, and they just, oh, I was like, oh. and I went outside, and I saw that there was a group of all the musos and all the soundies just going. Oh, they fucking played tall and they fucking nailed it. <laughs> oh, and they're like really kind of angry, but at the same time so like passionate amazed, yeah. and so amazed. They were like, "Oh, Ernie man, well, I've basically seen everything for the weekend. I can go home now." <laughs> and it's like this band that have just sort of done. I said that when I was at um, when I was at the Earth, actually watching Track Not Found play on the Vula Lou stage, um, and they had like an incident. It was like I think two or three songs in where uh, Grace's string broke and I think it was Grace's string it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I was stood with you and I looked at Elliot and I said like this is how a band should work and I remember she, she broke her string and you know went off and sorted that but at the same time she was like singing into the mic and kept people like people were still going they were still really yeah. nobody got lost in fact people were more transfixed on them 
when they like weren't all playing. It was amazing. <laughs> and she was, what was it she did? They, they just started doing like drums and bass and like she started singing along to something. Yeah. And she yeah. Was, like, it was, was it Henry that went to go and change the string, yeah, yeah. I think? They just handed the guitar off. And there was and something I was lovely. completely and utterly stood, especially as, you know, I've always fronted bands as well, completely and utterly in awe of how they worked. And I was like, that is, like when they changed the string came back on, I looked over at Elliot and I was like, that is how a band should work and that's how you should perform on stage. Like that was absolutely incredible. They didn't let it face them, did they? Just not at all. Like, but it was something about the band, but there was something there at that festival this year that was really special that I found particularly special is that over the, over the last few years, there's always these kind of like moments where people get together, but there seems to be a really nice scene between sort of the Lord Vapor crew we talked about them and Track Not Found yeah. and, and the Rex Cord Amalars, all these other bands, Tantau and everything, that's got this little group together. And the night before, I had broken a string on stage, and Henry and Lee from uh, Jawbone, mm. both up on stage, <laughs> ready with a guitar to fling onto it's just like mm -hmm. here's another oh he's broken the <laughs> string and they went from watching the gig to suddenly make sure and changing over the string and it was like this whole I like Muso first responders isn't it yeah. it's, it, right. it's <laughs> like the St John's Ambulance <laughs> Red Cross of musicians yeah. just constantly there, and like oh we got some nice moves we, we'll repair this straight away and, this, I think it's and every band is like behind and checking out the sound and making sure that everyone's got like the yeah. best sound and and everyone's going to their gigs and everyone's and there was this really nice moment we played a, a show and everyone was there before the gig started and they were there not because they had to be there it's the middle of the afternoon because they were like do you want to hand taking the drum yeah. out the van kind of thing and there was this really nice vibe and I think there's a really nice scene sort of happening at the moment I saw that at the photography festival I mean and stuff as well like I feel like everything is building into like this beautiful thing where everyone is like helping each other out and trying to get involved with all different things and and like regardless of whether it's something that you enjoy or something something that you want to see you're still there to like help you're still there to support and I think all we the, just live creative, everyone's all, yeah, all the creative types in the it. island are now linking in we, rather than staying yeah. in separate groups it's been like that for a while in certain ways but I just think it's like getting that this little summer bit has really like, yeah. Yeah. tied in a lot of people it. yeah it's been absolutely amazing so we're not now like just saying right we're music community we are the music, mu music the arts community. community we are the arts community yeah. we are the people community we are bringing everyone in now it's just brilliant and everyone is having well on that beautiful yeah. note i think that's i think that's a finishing note we are the community. Oh, wow, that is gorgeous <laughs> i think that's that's a lovely if you want to get involved in any of the like whether it's the verla affair yeah um, so just gigs. send a message, turn up just to... Just send us a message or turn Get involved up, with Gunnings or, 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 or the gigs. Or, like, stop so the next meeting is at the Plough this coming yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, and where be. are the Core Dummy Lars playing next? Oh, Bang Daddies! Yes. Yes. That's going to be shit hot. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> You mean the Rex with the Bang Daddies supporting? No, I mean oh, yeah. the Core Dummy Lars <laughs> <laughs> and the Bang Daddies supporting. That'd be great. And what date is that? The 28th of November. Okay. Get That's tickets. Cool. Coming up soon. Because St. James is awesome now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've already got mine. Right. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming, guys. Thank yeah. you. That was awesome. That's been yes. really good. Yeah. Anyone wants a cake? Hey. Fantastic.
Good.